Hi everyone, this is Darius Sulam from Inside Scientific, the online environment for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. Our real science sessions focus on connecting with the researchers, educators, and industry professionals from all walks of life that make scientific discovery and innovation possible. We talk about their work, their passions, their pitfalls, why they got into science in the first place, and where the road lies ahead. Today, I'm talking with Tanish Baidya, a junior at University of California, Davis. Tanish recently was one of 10 students who was awarded the Scientist.com STEM Research NIL Award for promising undergraduate researchers. Scientist.com's goal is to empower and connect scientists worldwide and accelerate scientific discovery. Their digital research platform combines sophisticated AI technology with white glove research concierge support to enable scientists to run more innovative experiments in less time and at lower cost. Scientist.com operates private enterprise marketplaces for most of the world's major pharmaceutical companies, over 100 biotechnology companies, and the U.S. National Institutes of Health. This award is part of Scientist.com's commitment to support and mentor students who are at the beginnings of their education and careers in STEM. In addition to a grant of $5,000 each, the 10 award winners are collaborating with Scientist.com as brand ambassadors. All right, Tanish, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, having me here. Um, I really wanted to thank Scientist.com for... Um, having me over, uh, on this uh, on this podcast and for uh, th their generous support um, of my work. It really means a lot to have um, such an established company support undergraduate researchers. Absolutely. And let's jump right into the first question then. Where did you grow up? Have you always been interested in the sciences? And if not, what sparked your interest? Yeah, um, so I mainly grew up in Fremont, California, which is a town in the uh, in the California Bay Area, uh, not far from San Jose. Uh, I was there uh, pretty much until I began began college. Uh, after which, me and my family moved to Sacramento, California, where we are now. Um, in terms of my interest in science, I would say uh, I've always had a, an inquisitive mind um, and loved like asking questions uh, in all my classes. I was always the one um, to have my hand raised, um, wanting to know more about any topic that we were covering. So I, I would always say I, I would say that I kind of had um, a mind geared towards the sciences. Uh, but I wasn't always specifically looking for the hard sciences. I was kind of generally interested in all topics that we were covering from history, chemistry, um, biographies of people, pretty much anything. Um, however, as I progressed in my early schoolings, um, I kind of participated in a variety of competitions and science labs, science fairs, science Olympiad, all of these programs, uh, where I kind of learned that um, the hard sciences were where, where, where I could um, really find um, where, where I could apply my passions and my natural inclination. So I followed that path. All right, fantastic. So where are you currently studying? What is your major? And can you tell us a little bit about the research that you're currently conducting? Yeah, for sure. So I'm currently studying at the University of California, Davis, uh, and I'm in the neurobiology, physiology and behavior major. Uh, this major is a kind of combination of a variety of biological sciences, primarily focused on the neurosciences, but it's a kind of interdisciplinary 
major where where it combines a lot of um, topics from from biology, from psychology, um, chemistry. All all of the sciences kind of come together to give us a better, uh, like a comprehensive understanding of neuroscience. Um, in terms of the research that I'm uh, currently conducting, I'm working in the lab of Dr. Aldrin Gomes uh, in the department of NPB. And the lab uh, as a whole primarily focuses on uh, cardiovascular muscle physiology um, and is specifically interested in topics like um, protein degradation, um, specifically the ubiquitin proteasome protein degradation system, which is a kind of uh, intercellular pathway. Um, and then within this overall purpose, my personal work is currently focused on trying to understand the effects of prolonged ibuprofen use um, on the systemic health of mice, um, specifically looking into um, the ways that prolonged ibuprofen use could contribute to increased inflammation um, and these markers or damaging byproducts called reactive oxygen species. Uh, which are essentially chemical byproducts um, from ibuprofen use. Um, and I'm also trying to look at how um, I'm trying to understand various pharmacological uh, methods where we could uh, prevent the generation of reactive oxygen species uh, for safer ibuprofen use. All right, fantastic. So that research definitely sounds relevant. Um, ibuprofen is something that people often are always using as soon as they feel the slightest headache. And of course, the, the, there are certainly risks to, to any form of, of medication that people are using over-the-counter especially. Um, so you've mentioned before that your career aspirations lie in the medical field, that you plan on continuing to conduct groundbreaking research as well. So can you tell us a little bit more about your future career goals? Uh, yeah, so uh, from a young age, I was kind of always um, fascinated by the human body and how it worked. Um, I've always uh, had uh, a lot of doctors and engineers in my family background, so I, was, I always was really interested in um, talking with them about the cases that they were managing and the um, and understanding the work that they were conducting. So I, 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 always, really, I was always really interested in medicine and the human body. Um, and then as I progressed in my educational career, I kind of took opportunities to further explore that interest. And uh, I really saw that, yeah, uh, becoming a physician would um, satisfy my curiosities. And it was the perfect blend of um, kind of um, clue, like puzzle solving combined with having that human connection with patients. However, at the same time, uh, while I did the all these uh, opportunities that would bring me closer to my goal of becoming a physician, I also started doing research. And I really kind of saw how, especially now in, in the modern medical field, the roles of like researchers and physicians are kind of merging together because there's so much groundbreaking research occurring in hospitals and occurring in clinics, everything from basic wet lab research to clinical research. And so um, I definitely saw that I wanted to, beyond just caring for patients, I, I wanted to take an active part in progressing medical uh, medical uh, education and medical and the medical field. And so I knew that I wanted to be a physician researcher, kind of combining those two roles. So who was or is the greatest influence on your career, your academic journey thus far? Do you have a, a specific mentor that has played a significant role? 
Yeah, uh, great question. So I didn't specific, uh, specifically have a direct mentor or guide in my early career uh, who kind of would like give me opportunities or guide my thinking in any sort of way. Um, I kind of just relied on the support of the connections that I had around me, uh, especially my parents who were super supportive of my interest and allowed me to explore a variety of topics to kind of guide myself um, into finding my passions. Uh, my other family members, uh, as I said, um, were also super influential, specifically, uh, as I mentioned, I had a lot of engineers and doctors in my families with whom I could um, who, with whom I could look up to um, and kind of discuss my scientific curiosities, kind of grow my scientific thinking. Um, and then finally, my friends at the time were really um, important as well. I was lucky enough to have uh, high achieving uh, friends who kind of we kind of pushed each other and motivated each other to to push past our boundaries. Um, and so that that really helped me um, achieve greater success than what I thought of myself at the time. Um, coming into college, I would definitely say my la uh, my PI, Dr. Aldrin Gomes, has been a huge mentor. Uh, he's always guiding me towards opportunities that I could pursue, um, giving me advice on my future plans. He was actually uh, really influential in me gaining the uh, NIL scholarship as well. So I would say Dr. Gomes has been played a huge hand in my post-college um, growth. Fantastic. So many of the people that we have on this show, not just the students who have won the award, but also the, the researchers with established careers who have spoken on the show, always harken back to the days where their parents or their friends played that really key monumental role in, in getting them to where they are today. So it's really great that, that you as well have that. And really interesting that you mentioned a, friend, a good friend group because uh, not necessarily everyone has that same opportunity and, and you clearly had that which pushed you in the right direction, which is amazing. So uh, what would you say are some of the toughest challenges balancing being a full-time student, a researcher, and pursuing a career in the medical field? Yeah, definitely. Um, so it's, it's always really great that I get to partake in all of these wonderful opportunities and, and all of these various programs, but it definitely can be a challenge um, at times to manage all of their deadlines and requirements. Um, so particularly, I would say time management is a big challenge um, that I have to contend with, uh, especially because all of these extracurriculars have deadlines and submissions that go on at the same time. Uh, I myself am in, um, so UC Davis operates on a quarter system, which is basically 10 weeks. So everything kind of descends on at the same time, which, uh, which means that time management skills like goal setting and uh, project planning become really important. Um, and so sometimes if I'm not always um, on top of things at, at the time, things tend to get like, things tend to slip past me. Um, but I, I, try, I try to find avenues where I can mitigate that and I can always be um, meeting all those deadlines. Um, at the same time, uh, connecting with my loved ones um, can be a little bit of a challenge, especially because of the deadlines, things can get busy. But um, always finding support, uh, using their support and guidance becomes really important during those times um, and finding the time um, to speak with, speak with uh, the people that I love most and 
uh, forming those connections uh, is important. Um, beyond the time management aspect, I would say that at times it can get easy to lose uh, lose the motivation that I have for certain things just because there's so much going on and it all seems kind of so far away. But at the time, um, at those times, it becomes really important to recenter myself and focus on on why I'm trying to pursue those goals so that I can kind of re recenter myself and find that passion. Awesome. So the last question that I have for you today, do you have any advice for younger students interested in getting into research but might be intimidated or not know where to begin? Yeah, definitely. So firstly, I just wanted to say I totally understand why first-time researchers are often worried. I myself was really apprehensive getting into research um, at the start. Uh, it can sound intimidating, especially because it's often portrayed as this kind of sterile, really difficult process where only traditionally smart people are able to be successful. But I would say that having overcome this initial fear and really benefited from it, I would say that it's not as scary as it sounds. And it really, teamwork and collaboration are so such big portions uh, of the scientific environment uh, that it's really the connections are often the most important parts that drive a project success. I would also say um, that if if young researchers are kind of apprehensive about the bench work and working with chemicals and things like that, um, I would ex uh, I would encourage them to explore the many other kinds of research that go on, like archival research, clinical research and so forth, where they can kind of dip their toes in the scientific process, kind of understanding um, the mindset of a scientist and then kind of work towards um, wet lab research once they're more comfortable with that aspect. Um, great research doesn't have to come from test tubes. It can come from books and the library. And then finally, uh, in terms of finding research opportunities, I would just tell young scientists to talk to as many people as they can about their interests. Teachers, family members, friends, anyone can be a great resource, resource in finding um, scientific research uh, because there's so many people um, conducting all kinds of research that even if the person that they don't that they directly talk to doesn't uh, conduct research, they can always connect them with somebody that is. And so just talking with people and finding those connections is really important. Um, I, I myself found my first research program uh, through just talking with a tutor that I had at the time. So, um, yeah, I would say just talk with as many people as you can about your interests, and I'm sure that um, you'll be able to find something. Thank you so much for your time, Janish, and your thoughts. It was a real pleasure to have you here, and best of luck in all of your future endeavors. Thank you so much for having me again. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Real Science and that you'll tune in to future episodes where scientists and students just like you answer questions about their life, their work, and share insights into what it's like to be doing real science. Don't forget to subscribe.